0: Open your eyes. Wake up, Link.
1: I'm Luke Summays. I'm James J. Moyles. And I'm James the Jaster Stewart. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report.
0: Jass, what did we do last time? Uh, last episode was we covered the lookout landings in some of the surrounding areas. And Jay, what are we doing this week?
2: Well, this week we're going to take up Robbie and Josh's uh, little quest to explore that mysterious chasm that we spoke about briefly last episode.
1: Mm. This is probably a good time to mention... We're sort of, we're doing this podcast in what, as best we can tell, is like the intended order of playing the game.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. No one plays it that way.
2: No, that's it. Absolutely. I mean, I think out of the three of us, I'm the only one that's actually, actually did this right after finishing, you know, going to, go to Hyrule Castle, then being given the the four destinations from, from Pura. I think the rest, the, you two both went off in another direction before actually chatting to Robbie, right? Yeah.
0: Mm. I just went exploring. Yes,
1: uh, yeah. Your... If I'd noticed that they had a little quest for me, I would have done it right away. It's not like yeah. I was deliberately avoiding this. Yeah, quest.
0: like I, yeah, I completely missed it. I just thought I was done. Like, like I didn't catch it at all
2: either. I think... Um because as you heard in the last episode because I had an ill-fated skydive and splat mm-hmm. <laughs> down the castle now that I had my paraglider I was like I kind of want to go and actually check it out now mm-hmm. see, what's, see what's down there and obviously I was paying attention to what Robbie and Joshua were chatting about as a result of that um so it was already kind of the direction I was wanting to explore anyway whereas you two both kind of tiptoed around that and we're like mm, not sure about going anywhere near that for the time being. Yeah, there. well, I just
0: assumed that I was kind of like done with like lookout landing. I was free to kind of go wherever I wanted to go, mm. and start kind of just started exploring like like south of like central Hyrule Field, and like and then get into like a chasm. Like I found a different chasm to go down, basically.
2: Whereas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, as we'll get into this episode, this is still again <laughs> tutorial kinda isn't done yet this is kind of a tutorial for another huge chunk of the game as we'll be chatting about in this episode but uh, but yeah um, what, what is it Robbie actually says he says that there's or, or, or is it Joshua that gives you the quest I can't remember I think it, it's Joshua exactly. yeah.
0: I think it may be Joshua because I'm pretty sure she says that Robbie's out exploring at the chasm you have to go meet
2: him there something like that I think was it not along the lines of... Well, the whole reason for their, their quest is that they've found some like strange statues down there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And they think the statues might link to a mural that they've got there. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, so there's a little mural showing a figure that's, like, humanoid but not quite human. hmm And then like joshua i guess has already snuck down there a little bit and seen a statue that might match up with this mural so that's why initially this is how you get the camera right because robbie wants you to go down there and take a picture of
2: that's the one yeah and uh yeah i'd imagine pura and robbie are you know try try to be protective of joshua like we don't want you sneaking down any chasms that are billowing out you know gloom that's making everyone sick you know you're you're fairly young, we don't want you exposed to anything like that. <laughs> but she uh, has a scientific mind, she's curious, and we were gonna go help her out. Um so I actually thought that we would be like joining Robbie in a building down there but he just he just bolts he leaves you to make your own way down
1: yep so yeah i mean this was your first chasm then jay
2: yes yeah
1: but yeah me and jaz had both jumped down other ones but whichever one you do first the experience of first just jumping down you get that same dive animation but this time it's just going deeper and deeper into like pitch black Mm -hmm. It's
2: it's insane. Like that's, I mean, that's what I said. But like when in the last episode when I spoke about diving, like jumping into one of these chasms and splatting, like I had that experience then, um, and I thought it was just a little cave, but it just keeps going and going and going, and it's it's such a dreadful dive as well. It's it's, it's such a cool tonal contrast from. Your skydive that you have. Mm. Um, you know, leaping from the Great Sky Island, you've got the, the you know, the bright colours all around you, the this massive sprawling vista. It's an absolute delight it's like diving off this off the Great Sky Island and <laughs> and you know, as you'd expect with a skydive, it's exhilarating. This is it's exhilarating, but in a different way. It gets your your you know your heart rate up in a very different way. You're like, I maybe I shouldn't. Oh, yeah, no, like, you right don't me. know where you're going to
0: land, right? Because you can't really kind of see anything. Yeah. Until you get like near, near the ground level. Well, I that's why it. I
1: put it off for so long. <laughs> that's why, because they seemed really scary. And eventually, I was just like, well. You know, death doesn't really cost much in this game. I should at least try jumping down one of these, and then the one I picked it ended up being pretty tough, but still, you know, I <laughs> did get some cool items and stuff down there. Yeah, yeah it was like and well then, worth yeah. it.
0: Like I like fitting and like found, like a good, good kind of side adventure that I went on to and obviously, but and before that, once I actually landed, like I sat down in the depths for a while, like. Like just figuring out like the mechanics of the game, like how to build like vehicles and stuff. It's been a good like mm. forty minutes just try to build a car. <laughs> but the stuff that I think. What, what close I love, by.
2: what I think, what I love most about that initial dive into the depths is, it's what they do with the music, like, you've got when you're when you're diving from the sky, you've got that really kind of. You know, twinkling music, because as as you're falling, it's it's very adventurous and and playful, mm-hmm. almost in a yeah. way. This it starts off like that, and then you've got those huge ominous horns coming in, and like as you know, as Link is sinking, your heart is sinking. You're like, oh, <laughs> the, the, just such a cool musical moment that they, the 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 from the 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 dread, as I said, of jumping into the depths.
1: Yeah, like uh, yeah. Think it's a big like. It's almost like an inception horn. When you're jumping down, it's like a big.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think what's almost worse in a way is you know eventually once you kind of realise okay there's no walls around me, you look around and you'll see little flashes of light and, um especially on your first dive, you'll see like bigger. Back to the light, but you won't have any clue what any of it means and you're like mm. what the what is what is all of this where where do i land and you'll just panic and pull your paragliders out and um mercifully on this first journey if you do pick the central um the hyrule field chasm sorry um in the inland and central hyrule depths um there'll be a little fire you can kind of your eye will be drawn to which is where there's a uh one of the depths research team that i presume robbie came down with um is, is, is park nearby but how did, like that's where i ended up landing but did you did you where did you guys go like did you just land in the dark and pray for your pray for the best when you had your first journey or um
1: i won't say too much because the one i went to was like absolutely bonkers and we'll get to it when we get to that area of the map <laughs> right,
2: okay Okay. There was,
1: like, like laser beams and ninjas and all kinds of
0: stuff going on, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, main macasm was on, like, the... Just, like, the one that's on the edge of the Great Plateau. So oh, okay. I think probably can cover that later as well. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: But I finally... I came back to this one when I started talking to you guys, because, Jay, you mentioned, like, oh, this is how you get the camera. And yeah. that made me think. Oh, okay, then you're—I'm genuinely meant to have done this right at the start of the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely,
2: absolutely. Um, and it's—and like I said, I think it do, does serve as a tutorial, a part of an ongoing tutorial, because, well, lo and behold, once you land and you might—you know, out of curiosity—pull open your map, you'll—you'll you'll discover <laughs> that. This is not just a little side area or a cave equivalent. This is a whole other layer than that, baby. This, yeah, this game is the, the third map. just got bigger. What so, was uh? What was your reaction when she when she saw that?
1: I think i I didn't see it until I lit the first um first of the light big route. Yeah, yeah. like route. That's it. Uh, I didn't sort of really acknowledge how big it was until then. Uh, because the first one I went down did feel like a very small little
0: cave,
2: right? Okay, mm-hmm. okay.
1: And then yeah, once I came down to this one and did
0: that, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, because like there's obviously like um, certain parts that are like kind of almost kind of
2: cut off. It's like, but it is, like areas, basically
0: yeah, yeah. it's an underground version of the Overworld mm-hmm. like map.
2: Yeah, um, maybe later this episode we'll speak a bit more about that mm-hmm. and how it links. But
1: uh... yeah, 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 like. I've, I've as I've done more and more, I've come to realise like there's a lot of really interesting ways the three maps yes. map, like link up with each other, and you have to sort but, of do a bit of one to do a bit of the other.
2: Um, I think uh, I think when we were speaking about this game, when we were um, you know before we actually started recording this podcast, Jazz. Um, I think you described it as being and again, we do compare this game to Elden Ring quite often Yeah. here yeah. comes another comparison you compared it to the kind of Sea Off for a Well moment from yeah, Elden
0: Ring Absolutely it's just, but It just I gave me it's that so same, yeah. same moment like, just, like in Elden Ring obviously when you go down Sea Off for a Well you're like you're just like, oh my god like this is, this map is bigger than I, I was expecting it to be it was already massive mm-hmm. before and it's just got bigger and like it's the same thing in Tears of the Kingdom, like with the, with the depths, it's just doubles the size of the yeah. game. Like it's insane. It's I definitely don't think we're
1: alone in making that comparison, right?
2: No, definitely not. Yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah, it's it is the same feeling of just like well, literally, it's you go underground to an inexplicably large place with weird lights that's underneath you, and discover that <laughs> you've got the whole map again. It's it's a very similar moment.
2: Yeah, it's
0: just, again, it's it's really just the journey just... down is just kind of slightly different, and it's maybe not as slow as it was in Elden Ring.
2: You still have like, that, that feeling though of like yeah. this. Is, this keeps going. This is keeping. Why am I not stopping? <laughs> Where's yeah. the bottom? Why am I keeping on going? What the hell? <laughs> like very similar feeling to to the Cefra Well Lift from Elden mm-hmm. Ring.
1: The, um, I think we mentioned this before. Like the timing doesn't quite make sense to suggest that this game was, like, took any big inspirations through Elden Ring. Certainly mm-hmm, not on, like, mm-hmm. this scale. They couldn't have done that. But it just shows both companies had the same sort of thought of... Yeah. How do we take the next step in, like, a big open world? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, you know, like, Breath of the Wild's already pretty big. Mm-hmm. And just going bigger, you know, to the left or to the right or north or south. Well, I've seen sense. that as well,
0: like, from, like, obviously when... The- when they initially announced, like, Tears of the Kingdom, like, some fans were kind of, like, were wondering, like, why, why the game was taking so long when you're just, like, it's the same Breath of the Wild map, but obviously, yeah, well, those we know now, we so know now we with don't. the depths <laughs> and the sky islands, like, this, this, this is why the game took, took so long to me, because they're just, like, they've doubled it practically, if not tripled in some cases.
2: I, mean... I think one of the things that really impressed me was the fact that, you know, pre-release material. We knew about the Sky Islands. That was all mm. over. Yeah. You know, the advertising for this game. I don't think I never even saw any rumours about people like Kenneth saying, "Oh, I noticed this. I wonder if it's going to be a really big, expansive underground area." Uh, oh yeah, yeah, none of that. Like, yeah, no, that's interesting that.
1: because that was the first thing I heard people talking about. Because the very first thing we saw of the sequel to Breath of the Wild was them going down into a big, deep cave.
2: Really? Like, I I, I didn't so get that impression I, either.
1: I, I mean, not necessarily my own impression, but definitely it's something I heard people bringing mm. up the whole time. Um, But I don't think anyone thought it would be this.
2: To a scale, yeah.
1: Maybe people were imagining... Um, You know, we do have, on like the ground level, there's a lot of caves, so maybe people yeah. were imagining those. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, oh, it's going to have dungeons is what people thought the underground was going to be.
2: Yeah. I mean, Zelda's always had, you know, kind of subterranean <laughs> small areas for you to explore. Right, whereas I Breath of,
1: think... of the Wild didn't really have anything like that.
2: True. True. So, yeah, it makes sense uh, from a, you know, this is where they'll expand the game next. But again, just on this scale is yeah, mind-boggling. It's the, it's the
1: scale that is yeah.
2: shocking, yeah. Um... But yeah, shall we get into chatting about some specific depths-based adventures then that we have in the central Hyrule depths?
1: Yeah, so when you first land here, um, jump down the hyrule Field chasm, obviously take in the atmosphere, which is probably the main thing about the depths, Mm. but then you see... um, So you mentioned there's a little research team guy on it. Yeah, that's kind of
2: of where I... That's where I landed, because I saw... Oh, that's a fire. That looks like some. That looks a source of light that I can actually then explore further. Okay, I'm gonna go and chat to him.
1: I think that's a pretty natural place to land. Like, like this is clearly this one is a bit designed, right?
2: Yeah. So most players will
1: land there. Uh, And yeah, he will point to you like, oh yeah, uh, Robbie went that way. (laughs) And he'll point out like, oh look, maybe you want to investigate that thing that's a little bit illuminated. That might be interesting. And yeah, yes. like you said, this is still this is sort of tutorializing the concept of the depth and how you're gonna deal with
2: And I'm depth pretty bits of this sure game. I'm pretty sure he does mention and I think he even asks you, um, oh by the way, do you have any bright bulbs on you? Because you're really gonna need them down here. Mm. Um and uh fortunately i had uh i had some by this point because i had been picking it up in you know the odd couple caves and mm-hmm. i did do a bit of you know clambering around you yeah, and you do get, get them early on like in the game general. right as well it's
0: like you get them on the sky Islands yeah
2: cave. correct yeah um you know certainly not enough to actually do yeah. any you know yeah. by the time i had done, I long done long all my
0: adventuring before and came back to do this quest <laughs> like i had more You're than enough you have plenty yeah <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. But for, like this, I probably had only maybe just enough to see Robbie, and then like, right. maybe a little bit more, but not enough really to do anything substantial. Um, because this is where we kind of spoke about this on a on when we first came across bright Bob's back on the greatest islands. But this is their well, their intended use, right? It's not mm-hmm. to light up the the, the the surface level caves. It's so you can actually see where you're going and what you're doing in the depths. Because, dear lord, it is pitch black without
1: them yeah until i came down here i sort of i've been thinking like oh these things are kind of pointless Mm. um it made me think of dark souls 2 um in dark souls 2 they'd originally planned it and you can see it in the early trailers like a very very Uh. intense lighting system Mm -hmm. yes like it was going to be it was going to be really dark in places and like if you didn't have a torch in your left hand you couldn't see anything um with the idea being that like it would it would force you to not have your shield in certain locations and what have you um and then it's just the because it was coming out on ps3 and xbox 360 they couldn't quite handle the lighting engine they wanted to do Mm -hmm. so they just pumped the brightness up in all of these places and you end up with well the game just looking like a normal game um So I was wondering, like, oh, they've given us these bright bulbs, but actually I can just see it's not that dark. Yeah. And then, yeah, you get down to the depths. And luckily, because I had done a shitload of exploring before I got here, (laughs) um, I have like 300 bright bulbs. (laughs) Yeah, I was like in the hundreds as well, yeah. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: So I was going willy-nilly, just chucking them, shooting them on arrows. And it's, yeah, it's a really cool experience um, Mm -hmm. exploring when you've got a bunch of those. And it does (laughs) feel like you know properly you're expanding out into these unexplored regions
2: what it It reminded me of like throwing down these little kind of almost like bubbles of light it felt like um and this might be this might be a totally out there comparison but maybe you guys might see what i mean it reminded me of creating those safe zones in metroid prime 2 Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was that was actually the one that I thought you were going to say. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, those are a lot more like, um, like static, like predetermined, right? Yeah, yeah static. Yeah, well, yeah. Is A good word. For well, you're it. making
2: your own path here. Like that's the difference. Yes, right?
1: and that, that's often the Breath of the Wild difference, right? When you compare it to other games, exactly. which might have a similar mechanic, but not quite with the level of freedom or on the scale of this.
2: And maybe if this had been an older Zelda title, you know, and they had an area like this, it would have been you run up, smack a flower, it will emit a light for maybe thirty seconds and you've to move mm-hmm. to the next one, something like that. Whereas well this um, one...
1: an equivalent in an older Zelda might be in Skyward Sword, where you have like the sort of bubbles of time travel.
2: Oh yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah.
1: The little robot area.
2: Yeah. Um whereas this Almost in some respects, it's kind of like it's quite cool as well. Once you get to a destination in the depths, and maybe you've climbed a little bit, you can almost see like a little breadcrumb trail of light from where yes. you first set out from. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's such a cool visual when you when you when you look back because they well, persist a, for quite a while. The like the bright bulbs.
1: As a cool visual, it's also very useful the first time you're exploring an area because mm-hmm. you can see where you've been and where you haven't been yet. Yeah. And then I guess on a grander scale, that's what the um, the Light Roots do.
2: Uh, yes. yes, yeah. I was just about, about, is, uh... about to
0: mention that. Like they have, they do have like other vocal, like focal points rather, like in in the depths, like taking a plot mm-hmm. your course and where you go. It's like the biggest obvious one is the Light Roots, like you mentioned, but other ones are like. The poles like are usually dotted about in certain areas that you should be kind of making your way towards. Mm.
1: Yeah, the poles from a distance they're just a bunch of little like white blue specks. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: they look. I like thought they, they were be. like lights when I first when I was first like like drifting down to the depths. Like I was well, like, I had no idea what they were.
1: There's also fireflies down here, right? So.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, um, from a I think distance, just you can't bloom tell. fireflies. Yeah, yeah,
1: or like deep fireflies something like that. Deep,
2: sorry, deep fireflies. That's right. Yes, yes.
1: Um, and yeah, from a distance, they're pretty hard to tell apart. And they also both kind of look like fairies from a distance. So as, like, oh great, there's loads of fairies. Down like, here. <nice>
2: just on the deep fireflies it's a it, it's an interesting um, food effect that you get from cooking them up and you'll get certain armor sets as well that you'll find that'll give this effect as well which is a new one to this game and very important as well if you want to if you've run out of baby um bright bulbs on an early exploration uh, you can make uh, an elixir that gives link a glow effect like it's not as bright mm. as a as a bright bulb but it's uh it's at least kind of a, a low level a light effect yeah definitely um, my first
1: um, trip down here before he'd explained the bright bulbs um because i'd happened to have some ingredients i did actually make some glowing food before i came down here uh, and the effect the, yeah it's not very strong no um you couldn't like rely on just that by a long shot definitely but it, it's yeah if you're pushing out into darker areas it is a little helpful for sure mm-hmm. the um, pose but... i remember seeing someone on the um surface who was asking for pose but since i collected a bunch i haven't actually gone back and spoken to them yet
2: ah um so yeah this was um like again this was this is something that i didn't know where to find the pose but it's actually um it's a statue in uh josh's little research area on that's the
1: right yeah yeah yeah
2: um, and it talks about um, you know, please find me pose. Um, so yeah, the pose are effectively like a currency almost mm-hmm. that you collect yeah. down in the depths. Um, and you'll use them at the pose statue um for for the various different goodies um, and uh, you'll even reveal for a for a donation the location of some other post statues that you might be able to find in uh, the depths itself. Um, or you may be, be fortunate enough to stumble upon them once you're travelling and exploring in the other areas. But, yeah, the pose they're... Like, like you were saying, Jas, they, they kind of... there will be something you'll go towards as a focal point when you're when you're exploring because you want to have lots of these for the the very good item shop that the post statues actually utilise. But mm-hmm. um, when I first saw the mention of pose, I was thinking, Oh, is this gonna be another kind of semi annoying quest like in um I'm sure Twilight Princess has had an annoying one.
1: Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Po a quest. lot a lot of Zelda games obviously have had Pose.
0: Yeah. yeah but they're um, very different, are they? Like they usually move about in yeah, other Zelda games like they're you know, they're used,
1: just... And often they're much more like when you see them they they're more of like a humanoid ghost with like a little face and a hood and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you'll collect like the Poe soul from them, which looks like this. Yeah,
2: it's kind of our little wispy spirit. Um, which uh, it reminded me of the spirits that um Allo shoots out in Monster Rise.
1: Yeah, well, in Japanese imagery, like a ghost is usually surrounded by these sort of like will o the wisps. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like a, a, a human soul um we uh, actually that reminds you of something that we completely forgot to mention so way back at the start of the game when we're dealing with this great sky island and the temple of time uh this game features a lot of magatamas uh,
2: yes the actual uh um which jas you it's mentioned
1: it as like the sort of oh the tier that's kind of shaped like a nine.
0: Oh yeah 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 great.
1: yeah so that's um me and jay have known about those for a long time because they're a big thing in <laughs> phoenix Wright games <laughs> yes um but though those are a common like gem in japan especially and i think other parts of asia um which like the very earliest like prehistoric civilizations made those um and like a lot of their jewelry had them they were they're sort of they're believed to have had some kind of religious significance Um, And if you put two of them next to each other, it basically makes a yin-yang. But most of their original meaning has actually been forgotten. But one of the um, assumptions is that they're designed to be like, that's the shape of a human soul.
2: I suppose it's uh, quite apropos for the mysterious stone that uh, Zelda found in the Benefiro Castle, right? Very, uh... Very interesting.
1: Yes. But yeah, yeah so the... the... The pose as well, sort of that... That very Japanese... That basic shape of the human soul of just, like, a big bright light with a little wispy tail.
2: But yeah, the, uh... The, the Poe statue sells some... Some arbor that will give you, like, resistance to gloom. Um... And there's also, um, another interesting armor set that's very much, I, I don't, I don't know what it does. I think it's just a, an attack, like an overall attack upset, but it gives you, uh, the appearance of, a uh, Dark Link. So. Ah,
1: Something
2: yeah. About. And it also sells, uh, a lot of, um, the various, um, uh, goodies you can find down in the depths, like, uh, there's, all, there's a lot of uh, uh, bomb plants down here. Bomb flowers, rather. Uh, more so than you'll find on the surface, I find. Like, if I ever need to replenish on bombs, it'll typically involve a jaunt to the depths. Mm-hmm. But there's also a couple of uh, other new items that you can find. Um don't know if you guys want to take it, or take it away for one of them.
1: Yeah, we've got the... So the one that I found during my first little trip down to the depths... Was the muddle buds? Mm. Um, It's just like a flower. You can attach it to your arrow, or just—I guess you could just throw them. Yeah, you can um, but it, much throw it puts like a thing. yeah, it puts a confusion effect on enemies. Um, and as soon as I found it, I knew what I wanted to do with it because one of the towers has like a a pretty tough enemy base right at the base of it.
2: Yes, it's probably the second tower most players will come to actually because it's sort of um sort of on the western side of Hyrule field right maybe
1: that's the one I can't remember I uh, but i i immediately, i think I think I had activated the tower because you could kind of just walk around the enemies but I was immediately like oh okay I know what I'm doing here and went back up picked off the boss moblin, hit him with the muddle buds and then, yeah, he was my ally as we killed everyone
2: else. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is, like, one of my favourite items in the game. I just love seeing the, the enemies fight. It's like the old, uh, I kind of remember the item that was in Bloodborne. Like, it was, like, a little... It was a Bloodborne DLC. It was, like, a little shark's knife type thing. And you just, like, oh, dagger yeah. your dagger enemies. And, like, they would fight each other. Like, I use that, like, all the time. And then, same with the Mural Buds and Tears of the Kingdom. Like... Far and away one of my favourite items to use during the fight. Just well, not even, like a,
2: evens the odds. Is there like a crystal knife or something you could use in Some, Elden Ring that yeah, like turned else. like the statue enemies? Yeah, yeah. Um I I typically always use them in the encounters with the boss moblins. Um yeah. mm-hmm. which uh, well, I don't think we've mentioned boss moblins yet in the cast, right? We um, haven't yeah, like
1: we haven't officially seen one yet, so we'll mention them when we get to them. Yeah.
2: Um but they're they're just all around useful. If you're fighting, you know, a group of enemies or a couple of tough enemies, it's 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 gonna turn the tables pretty quickly. And uh, yeah, I find myself running low on these quite often <laughs> because they're just so good.
1: And then the other one is the puff shroom. Um which is just like a mushroom, but you fire that one off your arrow and it creates mm-hmm. like uh, like smoke screen. Yeah, this is, a good, this is a, this a good chi-
0: this is a good second choice because you can sneak strike enemies with it. Like mm. what I tend to do with the rooms is that I attach it to my shield and just block. So when the enemy swings at me, ah. the cloud of smoke comes out, and then I can just circle around them and sneak strike them. That's
1: pretty heavy. So pretty it's a great. good way, of, like, to yeah, heard...
2: enemies.
0: Like... I've
1: heard quite a few people mention using this one, but I haven't done much with it yet.
2: Yeah, so interestingly the puff on the shield that you mentioned, Jas, that was something that um Awanuma showed off um pretty much uh from that very first gameplay reveal, like where they showed right. off how, what the different powers did. Completely forgot so that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must have just stuck in your mind <laughs> from, yeah, from, yeah, from you, have, yeah. when you when check that out. Uh but it's uh it's it's a cool cool feature, and uh, definitely on tougher enemies like Minos, um, for example, uh, it's a godsend. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's good. Like a good way you can combo it as well. Like obviously, like I said, it gets you this instant kind of sneak strike, and if you have a weapon that has that bonus, like you can do like a lot of damage with it. Like it was just one move, and it helps. Like. You're not using your weapon, swinging your weapon like a madman, and making it break as quick Mm -hmm. because you're doing less hits, but like a lot of damage in the same time.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So speaking of weapons and weapon damage, um, something else you might spot down here, there are like these. They're not quite statues; they're more like ghosts, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of like old soldiers or old heroes. The first time I saw one, it's just like, like stood. on a Western ominously version
0: on. of a ghost this time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stood ominously on a rock. I kind of thought
0: it was Dark Link. I was like. Yeah, yes, like. I I a... this. Yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, I'm not going near that thing, man. That's an enemy. That'll be a really tough enemy.
1: But you go up to these guys, and as far as I know, they're like the only place in the game I've discovered yet where you can get a completely unrusted, uncorrupted weapon
2: mm-hmm yeah, um, I think it's a really cool, like you said, really cool visual um, and I think it's a cool idea as well because they seem to be, I don't know if they've been like maybe like soldiers that like that maybe died long ago, maybe during the the, the imprisoning war or maybe even the calamity or what have you there, but to me, they're kind of you know hand in link their weapon that they used from mm-hmm. long ago oh what well, um, what
1: i haven't actually checked this to confirm for myself but apparently everywhere you find one of them if you go up to the surface there's a grave above it
2: i heard that as well yeah i heard that river too uh
1: maybe i should have checked it before recording this
2: but <laughs> <laughs> uh, i can believe it. if it's true
1: <laughs> yeah I can believe it because there's other similar connections between. Yeah.
2: But yeah, these weapons are, I mean, if you again, if you're looking, I think what I like about the depths as a whole, just from talking about the, the you know, muddle buds and puff and then these as well, um, the depths is very much a place that you go to stock up, <laughs> I think, for yeah. difficult encounters. Definitely. Because um, you get these durable, more powerful weapons Um and, you know, some really, really powerful, like, attachment items as well for, for your arrows or whatnot. So, uh, pe- perilous to explore, but worth it.
1: Yeah, well, we haven't talked much yet about... Well, we haven't talked about it much at all on this podcast, is the gloom.
2: Yes, actually, we should probably should have mentioned this as soon as we got into the depths. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty key element. Well, especially when it's when it's still dark.
1: Basically, all you can see is blackness and then glowing red patches of gloom. Mm, mm-hmm. And that, because you've, you've encountered the gloom a little bit already in the game. Um, especially if you've done, done some exploring, you might have encountered some very scary gloom already.
2: <laughs> um,
1: the gloom does damage which um, you can't heal. I mean, you can heal it eventually, but it doesn't just heal like everything else
2: yeah so if you're on the surface like you can step on the gloom that's kind of billowing out of the chasm above um uh, even though you're warned not to by the researcher that's there and if you do you'll see the effect you'll lose a heart but because you're on the surface and you're you know underneath the the sunlight and or the moonlight or what have you um that that kind of broken heart will regenerate it won't be full anymore you'll have to heal it but you'll be able Mm -hmm. to heal it instead of it being essentially a a drained heart container down the depths though in the darkness no such luck that heart container is uh, it's going to be gone for a little while until you get to a well, a more safe spot we're going to probably speak about very soon
1: but something I didn't think about until more recently um, a big criticism people had of Breath of the Wild right was um, like because you can just stock up on food and anytime you're damaged, you can just shovel it in your face. Yeah. The like the combat didn't really feel dangerous.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and like yeah, the gloom is like a, a obviously a counter to that. We're like okay, yeah. here's a fight Makes where sense. it does. You are in danger because all oh, your damage, you can't just heal it by shoveling some you know rice balls in your mouth. Yeah, you need yeah. to properly prepared and them. have
0: like the right recipes to kind of counteract the gloom itself.
1: Yeah, or you're gonna have to like wait until the end yeah. of each encounter to pull out and heal, yeah, or, or, or just deal like, with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, right. Yeah.
0: Not, I, yeah. I only have standard heals if I'm like half of my hearts are gone. Like, just got to be careful when you when you're battling yeah. enemies down in the depths.
1: Uh, yeah, which is an interesting, interesting dynamic, and yeah, it does change things up. But then that when you do fight enemies down here, and yeah, like. It's not just that there's gloom around, it's that all the animals, enemies do gloom damage in the depths. Yeah.
2: Like, the first time I saw an enemy down in the depths and they're glowing, you know, billowing red with, like, the, the, the gloom energy coming out of them, uh, I thought they were, like, special enemy types, you know, like a whole new souped up enemy. Mm. Um, fortunately, they are. You know, maybe just a red Bacoblin or something that you'll come across. Uh however, like you mentioned there, Luke, you've got the nasty added side effect of any damage you take from them will cause that irreversible gloom damage. Um, which uh m- again some of the tougher enemies, maybe a Lionel, <laughs> you know, uh it's 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 pretty scary. Yeah.
1: But then that gets into the whole well and oh sorry before I move on. When you fight enemies or smash rocks in the depths, you're usually finding Zonite.
2: Yes, which we touched upon up in the Great Sky Islands.
1: Yes, which is the currency you'll use when you get back up there to like, get new batteries and stuff.
2: Upgrade your battery cell, yeah. Um... Um,
1: but what it means is to explore the, like, the sky, you need to come down to the depths and do some mining. And then to explore the depths, one of the best things you can get is the sunflower from the sky. Sundy lions. lions, which makes the gloom, which makes the food that can heal gloom damage. Yes. So the the two are like very connected. You explore the depths a little bit until you've got enough to go and explore the sky some more. You explore the sky until you've got enough materials to go and explore the depths some more.
2: Hmm.
1: And then also, um, like things in the depths are connected to things in the overworld above so like maybe you can use like your knowledge of the overworld to find something in the depths or vice versa mm-hmm. that's so true. the three um at first seem like oh man i've got three basically separate maps to explore but they're very interconnected yes and
2: i suspect yeah, I like as we the, go like the whole the gameplay loop feeds into one another like you said um that's something i noticed myself during my playthrough um you know i would i would be getting items from the depths to kind of power up my maybe more difficult combat encounters with some scary enemies on the surface but to explore the depths like you said i would need maybe items um like Sunderlions or um maybe some other really good healing items that you can find up in the sky things like that so um really clever how they how they structured that really really clever
1: yeah, it, like I said, it, it it didn't occur to me straight away. It took a little while, and I was <laughs> like, "Oh, so this goes with this." And right, and then yeah, as you're discovering that, you're realizing that the game is much more interconnected than maybe it seems, when you first have like these three maps. Yes, and for the the purposes of this podcast, it means that we're probably not going to do a bunch of episodes. Like this is a depth episode. This is a sky episode. We'll be just working our way around the map, and then for each area of the ground, we'll be like, and then you can go down into this cave, and there's this in the depths, and you can shoot up here, and there's this in the sky, and it can all be kind of interconnected.
2: Yes. Although I'm sure there'll be more substantial areas, both in the sky and the depths, that will...
1: That will end up taking require up a, a lot more, of time, more focus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um... Just back onto the gloom there. Um, even if you've not come prepared with Sunderlions or what have you, fortunately, as uh, the depths researcher pointed out and might have drawn your eye, uh, there's another way to recover gloom while you're down in the depths, which is the very handy light roots.
1: Yeah. So the the first one that he sort of pointed to is actually very close to where you land um but naturally me being me i'd I'd wandered around loads before i tried going over to it and been dealing with all kinds of enemies and this and that in the dark but then yeah you go over (laughs) to it you activate it um very similarly to activating a shrine it's more like the activating a shrine or activating the map animation from breath of the wild than anything in tears of the kingdom where like the light sort of
0: emerges from somewhere and sort of drops down to you it kind of I mean, reminded yeah, me when you activate them, it. Reminded me of like when you purify an area in Okami. Oh
1: yeah,
2: yeah,
0: because yeah, of, yeah. The flowers so gonna I mean. start sprouting out. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's a that's a good comparison.
1: And then yeah, the light. You get a big light source, which is obviously handy because you've been using your own bright bulbs and sort of sneaking in the dark up to that point. And it's an area where you have, um, as you mentioned, Jay. Your gloom damage will heal as if you were on the ground. Well, it won't mm. heal. The you broken can, heart will the, recover. The broken hearts return,
2: yeah. yeah. That's right.
1: So, yeah, the same as if you take gloom damage on the surface in the sunlight. It gives you that effect.
0: It's still a relief, like, because I've, like, many times, like, oh, I'm, yeah. like I'm usually kind of underprepared yeah. most of the time. I don't have enough, like, lines on me and stuff like that, and, like, Get to this light route really quick because I need these. Like I have healing items, but just not the hearts. Like free to heal. Mm.
2: Massively useful. Mm. Um. And uh, yeah, we kind of uh, we kind of spoke as well about how um, how the depths and the, the surface are intricately linked. Um, and this isn't something that I noticed on my first visit um, or even maybe a second or third, but um, eventually it did clock uh, once maybe just when I was maybe flicking between the surface map and the depths map yeah. um, directly above each light route that you're going to find or directly below each shrine on the surface, you'll find a light route if you're looking below a shrine. Or a shrine if you're looking above a light route. uh, Which is a really, really neat idea. I find really cool.
1: Well, and, yeah, it can actually... It's not just, oh, they line up. It can be useful because maybe you'll find a light route in the depths. And you haven't found that shrine. But it's a clue that, like... Oh, there must be a puzzle up there that I haven't solved yet. Because there's clearly a shrine here.
2: Yeah. I mean, one thing I'll say... Um, with with uh, my experience playing the game is, uh, I I've, I've got every shrine in the game, mm-hmm. um, because I got every light route. <laughs> okay. Um, look, the fact I, in in Breath of the Wild there were a couple I just couldn't find to save myself, and eventually I did have to resort to maybe looking up a map or a guide or what have you. Didn't have that problem in Tears of the Kingdom just because, it's well it's baked into the game if you're struggling to find a, <laughs> yeah. a, a shrine. Um, the light routes, fortunately, especially once you start getting more and more, they're very clearly these, you know, dark circles on the map. You're going to find the light routes pretty quickly. Plus, they're quite easily spotted from a distance. I find when you're exploring in the depths, like they, they're they're like shrines in that sense. They're going to be your. I'm going to explore in this direction, and I'll mark a few light routes with my uh, scope on the mm-hmm. way to to work towards. Uh, they're, they're going to be your landmarks as you as you traverse. Um, but, like I said, they're, they're so useful for finding shrines as well. Massively so.
1: Right, a little aside. So we talked about how the soldiers are supposed to line up with something on the surface, right? Mm-hmm. So I marked a soldier on my map and then went to the point above him on the surface. Mm-hmm. It's not like literally a grave but it is some ruins it's like a ruined village Mm. and there are rusty equivalents of the weapon that he had that he would have given me down there
2: oh that's interesting
1: so i think it it definitely does line up with something but it's not literally like here is a dude's grave and if you go down there's the dude it's not quite that that's
2: interesting one-to-one so that kind of ties in with maybe some of the other topography on the surface because um i mean you said you know you you, you guys both went a little uh, you know exploring and there's maybe a couple of the features we won't go into on this episode yet but for example if you explore below a like a, a named forest area on the uh on the, the the world map like for example um there's a there's an area called the Minchie Woods just south of um the Great Hyrule Forest on the surface the breath of the world as well if you go south of that in the depths you'll find an area like a grove area filled with like these really twisted looking trees hmm. that's something that's 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 linked from surface to 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 depth and uh, if you guys notice as well about the how they translate verticality on the surface to the depths
1: so is it like uh, if it goes up on the surface, it goes down on the depths.
2: Spot on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 It sort of felt like that. And, where the mountains uh, are up above, you will go down, down, down in the depths.
2: They're actually named canyons in the, ah. in the in the depths and the, uh, yeah, well worth exploring. So, uh, yeah, as, as again, if there's any points of interest, you have you kind of want to actually go looking for in the depths. You're exploring on the surface will will play into that much like how I was able to find the shrines thanks to the light routes, so it's uh, it's really cool. Yeah,
1: nice. But yeah, so and I just guess... on the light
2: route as well. Actually, just um, did you notice the naming conventions with the light routes, like how that works?
1: I didn't. Let me take a look. Oh, yeah, it's the shrine it come... backwards.
2: The shrine backwards, yeah. When you oh.
1: said that, it occurred, I thought, all right, I bet that's what it's going to be. So I went and yeah. looked, and yep, yeah, that is what it is. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I was like, where are they getting the names for some of these light routes, man? Like, they're, they're really out there. <laughs> and then eventually it clocked. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Well, I mean, that just asks you the second question, where are they getting the names for these shrines? <laughs> they're really out there. <laughs>
2: Which came first, the light route or the shrine? Yeah. The
1: shrines are annoying because every now and then, one of them has a name. You're like, oh wait, that almost sounds like a word or like it's meant to mean something. <laughs> and then like, no, none of the others line up. <laughs> I can't, I can't figure <laughs> out a theory. Like on the Great Sky Island, one of them. One of them was named something that made me think, like, oh, wait, is that deliberate? And then none of the other... Right. One of them is called Inisa Shrine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. And Isa is the name of, like, one of the most famous shrines in Japan. Right. But then none of the others match up with real
0: shrines. So it's just... <laughs> yeah, otherwise they're just clearly based on food, like nacho-ya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well you've got Nacho yeah, you've got Gutenba. that's your um, guacamole. <laughs> no, I can't think of one for Uko or Isa. <laughs> I was what gonna try to argue with the whole great stream. I don't know what the recipe is for Link to bake pizza crunch and whether it gives him hearts or takes them away. <laughs> De- <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely takes them away. away. <laughs> Doubles the effect of the
0: of your gloom
2: hearts. What it
1: does. <laughs> <laughs> so finally we reach our first light route and we can reconvene with Robbie.
2: Yes. Um, and he unlocks the camera function on the pura Pad, and... Uh, the first thing i noticed which is i think is a really neat touch it still has the pictures that zelda took off um the murals stone. at the, the beginning game, of the game yeah. yeah 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 that's very nice
1: i think oh no i was gonna say breath of the Wild didn't quite do the same thing but it you were going back and you had the pictures which were how you found the memories in that one
2: the memories and breath of the Wild. that's right yeah yeah
1: but yes, yeah, so he wants um, you to take a picture of this statue so you can go back up and show it to Joshua.
2: Yeah, and the figure of the statue um isn't like anything it, it, i thought, okay, it's gonna be the god's own eye, but it isn't. It's like this weird frogman. Lizard creature.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's a beast man, it's like humanoid man but with like this creature head. It's a battle toad is what it is. Yeah. It's got a bit a battle of battle toad, toad vibes, yeah. Well, if not, <laughs> It's definitely a Ninja Turtles enemy, that's for sure.
2: So I will say I think I know a bit of lore about this. Mm. Um, but I only know it because I've done every shrine. <laughs> so right. i will say that much. <laughs> so it's maybe not something we should delve into yet. Mm. Maybe a late game thing. But um, it's... Uh, I will say it's not even something that feels like it's been really explained yet, but I've got a couple theories about it We'll maybe delve into a, a very late episode, if I even remember. <laughs> but yeah, it's this strange never-before-seen species on Hyrule. It's certainly not a Zora, certainly not a Goron, a Rito, mm. a Gerudo, a Hylian even.
1: The first one we found did look a little bit like... Um... The underground guys who were just in Breath of the Wild, um, Skyward Sword. I don't know if you remember those guys. They called like the, the Mole just... Gera or something. They're like mole people who dig underground. Mm.
2: Oh yeah, kinda yeah.
1: Like, I don't. I'm not saying I think that's what they are, but they reminded me of those a little bit, and then also, of
0: course, mm-hmm. being
2: underground. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so I see that connection.
2: Yeah, we snap a pick and. Uh... Robbie's like, well, that's enough of that. We should probably get out of here. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I as this was my first jaunt into the depths, I, I agreed. <laughs> I had like maybe four bright blooms left. And I thought, mm, probably not worth scrambling around in the dark. Well, yeah, I mean, I will say if you do return to uh, Joshua and Robbie, um, this is kind of the end of the quest for now. Mm. um but but there will be more to their story after we've maybe expl- checked out one of the regional phenomena um joshua said she needs some time to kind of uh check out what we've uh what we've had uh, what we've photographed down there and to explore that a bit further but uh there'll be some more depth researching going on um on behalf of joshua in the uh not so distant future mm. Uh, for now though link and the rest of us here at hyrule field report uh, on the next edition of the report we are going to be making our way up towards the hebrew region to find out what's happening to the Rito. but we'll probably end up getting a little bit distracted maybe our journey up there by uh one certain sheikah wise old woman <laughs> until then but where can we be found
1: we can be found on twitter at Hyrule Field Pod we're also on Facebook YouTube Spotify Apple Podcasts you're already listening but please do rate and review like and subscribe tell your friends who like Zelda you know share it around if you're in some Zelda Facebook groups give it a post I can't do that I look obnoxious if I share the podcast in the Facebook group but you can do it and you won't look obnoxious <laughs> <laughs> And if you want to help keep the podcast online um, and show your thanks, you can go to patreon.com slash podcastius, and you'll find links to the other podcasts that we make. And for just a dollar a month, you can listen to episodes as soon as we're done editing.
2: And what sage words of advice do you have to share with us this week, Jess?
0: Um, oh man, like I can't think of anything. Been racking my brain.
1: If you're gonna go deep, use protection.
0: <laughs> That's what I sort of try to connect it like I was, I was like connecting it to the episode, you know? Hey.
2: Bye. Well, catch you next time. Cheerio.